0: From butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between.
2: You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new.
0: Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com
3: Hi, it's the Reading Bug. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks, and the fun, new, interactive book, Don't Push the Button, Let's Say Goodnight by Bill Cotter. Please support Sourcebooks by purchasing Don't Push the Button, Let's Say Goodnight, and the other interactive books in this adorable series for toddlers and preschoolers at TheReadingBug.com or your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book.
1: Hi, reader. Welcome back for part two of our Australian adventure. Part one was released earlier, so be sure to go back and listen if you haven't already. Reading Bug Adventures is written and performed and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. If you love Reading Bug Adventures, please consider supporting our small business this year with a Reading Bug Box subscription. Subscriptions are perfect for any occasion, birthdays, holidays, or for helping inspire a love of reading through the summer months. Reading Bug Box brings the special small bookstore touch right to your doorstep with a perfectly personalized selection of books, selected by me and our bookstore experts to match the unique age, interests, and reading level of each young reader. Subscribe today at ReadingBugbox.com. Or you can shop with us anytime at thereadingbug.com, where you can choose from millions of books and gifts, find recommendations from our staff, and even select custom care packages handpicked with love. Thanks for all your support during this difficult year. And a big thank you, too, to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for every Reading Bug Adventures episode. Finally, thank you to our sponsors and to all of you for helping us continue to make this podcast. It takes a lot of time to write and record every new episode and every song, and we couldn't do it without your help. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com readingbugadventures. Okay, reader, I think it's time to get back to Australia and continue our adventure, don't you? Great, then count with me. One, two, three, let's fly! It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip you. Crikey, Reader, you're back. And just in time, too. We're getting ready for our new friend, Woomba, to take us on a canoe trip down the river.
0: Yeah, to see a -A P-L-A-T-Y-P-U-S. Platypus. I just can't get over how fun that word is.
2: (laughs) What am I? Chopped liver?
0: Of course not, Doc. Reader, you remember Doc, right?
1: We met him and all of his animal friends right here in the middle of Daintree Rainforest, too. We were just finishing up the bush tucker tea that Doc prepared for all of us.
0: Him, boy, is it delicious. D-E-L-I-C-I-O-U-S.
1: The wild rosella tea we're all drinking is yummy, Doc. It's a little tart and tastes
3: a bit like cranberries. All the animals seem to really like it, too.
2: We've been holding this little tea party now for many years, and now they've had their tea... The animals all expect their treats.
1: What are these tasty treats, Doc? They smell delicious. They look a bit like curly french fries. And they taste like crispy chicken. Or shrimp, don't they, Reader? Yum.
2: Oh, I'm glad you like them. Those are my favorites too. Witchety grubs.
1: Witchety what? Grubs. Witchety grubs
4: are the small, white larvae of ghost moths, which are dug out of the trunks and roots
0: of gum trees. Larva. L-A-R-V-A-E? That means a baby bug. Wait, what? Yes, that's right,
4: Bee. witchity grubs are often eaten live and raw. John cooked these grubs over a fire, and they taste a lot like chicken or prawns dipped in peanut sauce.
1: Uh, I don't think I want any more witchity grubs. Thank you. Would you like
4: to try something sweet instead, Lauren? How about some sweet honey ants? Are they actual ants? Yes, of course they are. Sweet honey ants are basically overfed ants that act as food storage containers for their ant colony. Their abdomens grow to the size of small grapes, and they are filled with sweet and sour nectar that is really delicious. Unlike witchetty grubs, sweet honey ants are always eaten live.
1: Here, try one. Live ants? You know, I think I'll pass. I'm feeling less and less hungry. Maybe I'll just stick with the tea. <laughs>
2: No worries, Lauren. I also have some bush tucker for less adventurous eaters. Why don't you try some bunya nuts? Bunya nut trees are giant trees that only start bearing nuts when the tree is around 100 years old. The nuts are found in large cones that are the size of a soccer ball. Raw bunya nuts have a dry, crunchy texture and taste like chestnuts. But I fried these in olive oil and sprinkled them with salt.
4: Yum! If you prefer fruit, you can try a Kwandong. This small bright red fruit comes from the Kwandong tree. It has a delicious sweet and tangy flavor, like a combination of an apricot and a peach.
1: Oh, mmm, thanks so much! Fruit and nuts are much more to my liking, and these are delicious! Try some, Reader, I think you'll like them too.
4: Okay, now that we've all got a bit of food and tea in our bellies, what do you say we head for my canoe? To go find the platypus? That's right. Let's yeah. go! Okay, then follow me. My canoe is nearby. I left it at the bank of the river.
2: I'll try to catch up with you on foot. Woomba's small canoe won't be able to carry all of us. I can probably meet up with you after we've seen the platypus. Have a good time, and hooroo for now.
1: Bye Doc, thanks for everything.
4: Okay everyone, follow me this way. I'll lead. To make sure that you don't brush up against any poisonous bushes or trees and keep a lookout for snakes too of course lauren don't worry i know this rainforest and the creatures in it like the back of my hand
0: platypus platypus, here we
1: come (laughs) platypuses fascinate me they are such unusual animals
3: they're like an imaginary creature that you might put together using a mix and match book like wild animals by sophie corrigan Crikey, I never thought of a platypus quite like that,
4: reading bug, but you're right as rain. A platypus has a bill like a duck, big webbed feet like a pelican, a sleek body like an otter, chestnut-coloured fur like a mole, and a flat, wide, paddle-shaped tail like a beaver. When European explorers who came to Australia first saw a platypus more than 200 years ago, they sent a platypus pelt and a drawing of a platypus back to scientists in England, When the scientists received them, they thought that the explorers were playing a joke on them and that it wasn't a real animal at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How funny! Now I really can't wait to see a platypus. Where do they live anyway, Wumba? Platypuses are very shy,
4: and they live alone. That's one of the reasons why they are so hard to find. They live in rivers like this one, and in creeks, shallow lakes, ponds, and farm dams. They use their nails and feet to build dirt burrows at the edge of the water and they stay in the burrows for up to 18 hours a day, usually only coming out at dusk and during the night.
3: It's a good thing that it's late afternoon already then. The platypus might be getting ready to come out of its burrow soon. That's right. And here's my canoe. Can you
4: help me drag it into the river so we can get started? Thanks. Like Doc said, this is a two person canoe, but it can fit the three of us if we squeeze a little. With you two aboard, I'll sit in the back so that I can steer, and you two can sit in the front and paddle, okay? Sure, Woomba. First, let's all climb in. Spelling bee, reading bug, make yourselves comfortable anywhere. Great, now
1: here's the oar alarm. Reader, the oar is a long pole with a flat paddle on the end. To keep the canoe moving ahead, each of us will need to alternate paddling on each side of the canoe. Let's practice before we start. First, let's paddle on the right side. Dip the oar into the water, and then quickly swing it backwards to move the canoe forward. Great! Now, bring the oar over your head onto the other side of the canoe, then dip it in the water and swing again. Perfect. I think we're ready to go, Woomba. You sure are. Make sure you keep your strokes synchronized, or
4: else we'll start spinning in circles.
0: S-Y-N-C-H-R-O-N-I-V-E-D, synchronized? That means you need to do everything at the same time.
1: Right, let's sing a song to make sure we keep our paddling synchronized. Every time I sing, dip, dip, and swing, pull your oar through the water and then switch to the other side, okay? keen and bright, flashing with silver. Follow the wild goose flight, dip, dip, and swing. Dip, dip, and swing her back, flashing with silver. Swift as the wild goose flies, dip, dip, and swing. Dip, dip, and swing. Glide long the river's edge, swift through the water, adventuring with our friends, dip, dip, and swing animals big and small throughout australia give us their friendly call dip dip and swing dip dip and swing my paddle's keen and bright flashing my with silver and Flip, dip dip and the swing, dip, dip and the and swing her back Flashing with silver Swift as the wild goose
0: flies Dip dip and, deep, and swing her back Dip dip, and, dip, dip, dip and, and swing
3: Dip, us dip, their and
0: swing. dip, dip, and dip, dip, swing. Dip, dip, and swing.
3: Dip, dip, and swing. Dip, dip, and swing. Searching
0: along the way for platypuses who hide throughout the day. Dip, dip, and swing. Dip, dip, and swing.
4: Singing, and great paddling, everyone. We're just about at the place where I usually see our platypus friend. Why don't we sit here quietly for a bit and see if we can spot him? While we wait, how about a dreamtime story about the wise platypus? A dreamtime story? Is that like a bedtime story? Not exactly, Lauren. Dreamtime is the foundation of the Kuku Yalanji religion and culture, dating back 65,000 years. It is the story of how the universe came to be and how human beings and animals were created. There are special stories about many of the animals that share the earth with us, like the story of Tiddalik the frog, Gugogaga the kookaburra, Yali the pelican, Rukuda and the kangaroo, and there's one about Gayadari the wise platypus that
1: I'd like to tell you now.
3: Oh, wonderful.
1: Well, we'd love to hear it, Wumba.
3: And as you tell a story, we can play some of the parts. I get to play the platypus!
1: Great idea! Woomba, you tell the Dreamtime story, and we'll help act it out together. Reader, join on in with us. In the Dreamtime,
4: all the creatures believed that they belonged to the most important group of creatures. The animals of the land thought they were the most special because they had fur on their bodies and could run across the land.
3: Look at my beautiful fur! Of course I'm the best! I can run quickly through the forest! Just watch me run! Aren't I so special?
0: <laughs>
4: the birds of the sky thought that they were even more special because they could fly and lay eggs. Bawk, bawk,
0: bawk. Look, an
3: egg! Let's see if one of you land animals do that! And remind me again, which one of you can fly? Oh, right, just us!
5: Birds, birds, birds!
1: And the water creatures thought that they were the most special because they could swim. You know, there's more water on this earth than there is land, so clearly, we're the most special.
3: Yeah! And just look at these beautiful fins! i
4: <laughs> <laughs> But then, someone in each group remembered that shy Platypus belonged to no group at all, and each of them resolved to ask Platypus to join their own very special group. First, the animals of the land went over to ask Platypus to join their special land animal group.
5: Oh, hi,
1: Platypus. What beautiful fur you have! Why you look just like a land animal. Would you like to join our special land animal group? Next,
4: the birds went over to Platypus's place to see if he would join their even more special bird group. Bop, bop,
3: bop. Excuse me, just look at that beak. Platypus is an animal of the sky for sure. Aren't you, friend? You should join our even more special bird group. Come on.
4: Finally, the water creatures visited the platypus to ask him to join the most special water animal
1: group. Are you kidding? Platypus' home is in the water, and he swims like a fish. He's a water animal and needs to join our most special water animal group. The platypus
4: asked each of them to come back after he thought about their offer. Uh, um, I'm just not sure.
0: Could I have a little more time to think about this? Why don't you come back in a little while?
4: So, he thought and he thought, and he asked his friends and family what he should do. But no one could help him, not even his friend, the Echidna. After thinking hard about it for some time, Platypus called all the animals and bird and water creatures to his place. Okay, I made up my mind. Everyone gather around! They gathered around, wondering which group Platypus would decide to join. Platypus slowly came out of his home, climbed on top of a large rock and spoke. Thank you for coming today, everyone. I've decided not to join any group at all.
0: What? No group at all? B, that's your part. Oh, oh, yeah. I've decided not to join any of your groups.
4: The other creatures couldn't believe what they were hearing.
0: What? We can't believe it! You have to join someone's
1: group. Bop, bop, bop. Everyone has to be in a group.
4: The platypus called back. Please listen. Everyone is special in their own way, and I don't have to join any group to prove that.
0: Everyone is special in their own way, and I don't need to join any group to prove that.
4: He pointed to the fur covering his body.
0: I do have a little bit of land animal in me because of my fur and because I can move across the land.
4: He pointed at his long beak.
0: I have a bit of bird in me too, because my wife lays eggs, and we both have beak. And if that's not
4: enough, he said pointing at his webbed feet.
0: Webbed feet? Oh yeah. I also have a bit of water creature in me because my home is near the water edge and I love swimming.
4: So you see, life is finished. I don't have to join any special group to be special. Yeah,
0: I don't have to join anyone's special group to be special. But it's not only me. Every one of us has something that makes us special in our very own way.
4: All the creatures agreed, and ever since, platypus has been seen as very wise and very special indeed.
0: Great story! Good job! Wow, that was amazing! Wow, what a great story. And it was really, really fun playing all those cards. I sure hope the wise old platypus comes out to visit us today.
3: Uh, Woomba, I think we may have a different kind of animal visitor checking out our canoe. Look. Look? Where? At that green rock next to the canoe? Shh!
4: Nobody move! Lauren, that's not a rock. That's a
1: croc. A... Crocodile? Waiter! Look! He's lifted his massive head out of the water! And he's staring right at us. Keep still.
4: Saltwater crocodiles like this guy are huge and will attack anything that they see moving in the water especially if they're hungry. In fact, crocodiles have been known to jump into small vessels like my canoe and capsize them.
1: I'm too scared to move, but the croc doesn't seem to be going anywhere. In fact, I think he's getting closer. What should we do?
2: I'm here, I'm here, don't fear, I'm here.
1: Just in
4: time, Doc. Can you do something about this hungry croc for us? We need some of your special magic.
2: Hey mate, I know you are a hungry croc, but it's time we had a little talk. Do you recognize me? I'm the grandson of a man who was a close friend of your great-grand. From her, he learned the crocodile's language, and he taught me as his apprentice. So I beg you, in a voice that you can understand, leave my friends alone. I'm afraid I must demand. In honor of the grand, and of my grandpa, Doolittle, close your toothy mouth and kindly go skedaddle. Listen, I know you're a grumpy about this. You wanted a belly full of food and you're going to need to find it elsewhere. I'm asking nicely. I've got a lot of friends in this rainforest who could make things really rough for you. That's a good crop. Thank you. Next time I'm nearby, I'll bring you a snack, I promise. Oh wait, I never did get your name.
1: Look, we're saved.
4: The crocodile is swimming away. Thanks Doc, that was close. I'm glad
3: you made it in time. Doc, did you say Dr. Doolittle?
2: Sure did. You've read the stories about my grandfather then? Dr. John Doolittle.
3: Of course I have. In the story of Dr. Doolittle by Hugh Lofting, Dr. Doolittle's precocious parrot, Polynesia, taught him to speak animal languages. And you're saying that he taught you?
2: That's right. Grandfather taught me when I was just a boy. Thankfully, I learned a bit of crocodile, which sure comes in handy today, didn't it? Haven't used it in years, though.
3: Now I know why neither you nor Woomba were surprised that Spelling Bee and I could talk. You can understand all the animals' languages.
2: Well... Most of them, anyway.
1: Reading Bug, I thought you had told me about all the poisonous animals in Australia, but you never told me there were crocodiles.
3: I told you about snakes and spiders and trees, but I never got to reptiles or fish. And anyway, crocodiles aren't poisonous, they're just big and mean and really, really dangerous. Don't you remember the saying, never smile at a crocodile? Australia is home to both saltwater and freshwater
4: crocodiles but the one we met today was definitely a saltwater crocodile because it was so big. A saltwater crocodile can weigh more than 2,000 pounds. That's more than a tonne. As much as a small elephant. Thank goodness Doc Doolittle was here to help save us.
2: Always happy to lend a hand. So, aside from the crocodile scare, how's the platypus Search coming along? Have you found our funny-faced friend yet?
0: No, we are waiting for him to come out than that awful crocodile attack. He probably scared the platypus away too. Now we're never gonna get to see one.
2: You haven't seen a platypus yet? Well, we can't let you leave Australia without catching a glimpse of one, can we, Wumba?
4: No sir, duck.
2: It's a good thing then, that I happen to be fluent in platypus. Let's give him a call, why don't we? Where are you, Mr. Platypus? You've really got the best of us. We've looked for you here and there. We've looked for you everywhere. We know you don't like crowds of us, but we promise we don't make a fuss.
1: Now what, Doc?
2: Now we wait.
4: Cracky, I'm Godsmacked. The Platypus must have heard you, Doc, and he decided to log in for a quick visit. I never cease to be amazed by your magic.
0: He's just as unique and special as his name. Reader, Lauren, Reading Bug, look. He is a graceful swimmer, paddling with his front web feet and steering with his hind feet and tail. Just like you steer the canoe from the back, Woomba. And look behind her. Is that a
1: baby
4: platypus?
0: What a treat. We
4: don't always see a platypus, but to see a puggle true is rare indeed.
1: The puggle looks just like a mini version of her mama. Dr. Doolittle, Wumba, thank you so much for being our guides on our very first Australia adventure. I can't wait to get back home and draw a picture of Mama and Baby Platypus. But now I think it's time for Reader, Reading Bug, and I to head back to our homes.
2: It was our pleasure. You've only visited one small corner of our beautiful country, and there's so much more to see and do. Please come back for another visit anytime.
1: Look, Reader. The reading bug is opening her book bag. And it's getting bigger and bigger. Now it's big enough to fit us all inside. Goodbye, Woomba. Goodbye, Dr. Doolittle.
2: Just call me Doc.
3: Bye, Woomba. Bye, Doc.
2: Goodbye. Goodbye.
3: Okay, are you ready? Let's all flap our wings and fly back home together. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop. Two hops. Three hops, and
1: we're in! We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Whoa! Just like that, the Daintree Rainforest and our new friends, Womba and Dr. Dolittle, are gone. I sure am going to miss them. There's a low fog that has returned, as all around us. And now we're spinning and spinning as flashes of lights and sparkles go off all around.
3: Our Australia adventure was incredible. We saw all kinds of animals, had a tea party in the middle of a rainforest, paddled a canoe down a river where we had a much too close encounter with a saltwater crocodile. We also met Dr. Doolittle's grandson and discovered that he talks to animals, just like you and Reader talked to Spelling and me.
1: Reader? What part of today's adventure will you remember most? What illustrations are you going to draw?
0: I'll never forget finally seeing a real-life platypus in her puggle, of course.
1: And who can forget Woomba's Dreamtime story about the wise old platypus and the story's important moral? That every one of us has something that makes us special in our own very special way.
3: If you had fun on today's adventure and want to have even more Australia adventures at home, you can read any of the books in my book bag. You can find a complete list at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. Hey, we're back home! You're right, we're back home. And just in time for dinner, too.
1: I don't know about you, reader, but I'm really, really hungry. But, uh, no bush-tucker stew for me, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on this incredible adventure today. Don't forget to tell your friends and family about everything we saw, did, and learned. They'll be so impressed, because... When you're a reader... You're a leader, you're ready to learn about everything As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything You could write a book or fly a plane Build a house with a giant crane Whatever you do, one thing will be true There's nothing you can't do You can see it through just by being you Cause you're a reader, you're a leader You're ready to learn about everything As you grow, you'll show This world that you can be anything You could sing your way into a Broadway show Don't let anyone tell you no Whatever you do, one thing will be true There's nothing you can't do You can make your dreams come true Just by being you Thank you for adventuring with us today, reader. It's time to go now, but I can't wait to see you on our next reading bug adventure. Goodbye for now. Bye-bye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip.
3: Today's episode of Reading Book Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their hilarious new interactive book, Don't Push the Button, Let's Say Goodnight, by Bill Cotter. Oh, Reading Bug. I sure am tired. I'm not! I'm not! Come on, Lauren. We can't go to bed yet. Hey, I have an idea. Let's read Don't Push the Button, Let's Say Goodnight together. After that, we can go to sleep. I promise. Reading Bug, the last time we read Don't Push the Button,
1: you made me read it three times in a row, and it definitely did not make you sleepy.
3: True, but this is different, Lauren. It's a new book that's designed to make me tired. This isn't just Don't Push the Button. It's a new version called Don't Push the Button, Let's Say Goodnight. It will totally help. I know it. Okay, Reading Bug, you win. (laughs) Ha! This is funny. Can I push the button, too? Okay, Lauren but you have to promise to go to sleep after this.
1: Oh, all right. You can purchase Don't Push the Button, Let's Say Goodnight and other books in this interactive series by Bill Cotter at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thanks so much to Sourcebooks for their continued support. Thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, and Riley Savage, and by Mallory Rockfuss and Luke Rada. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you.